0: This episode of Lightning Strikes Thrice is brought to you by our better than average patrons, patrons like Adam Studley and the Bear friend Tea Party. If you want to help us keep making the show like they do, you can visit pitchdrop.cash and contribute as little as a buck a month. We really appreciate it. You're listening to Lightning Strikes Thrice, the JRPG Games Club podcast that makes suicide bombing a church romantic. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> this is season- You're welcome. This is Season 8, Episode 9, covering L- Labyrinthos for like the fourth time. <laughs> I am your host, Chris Taylor. My pronouns are he, him. And with me today is... Simple Arnett, she, her. Ryan Beatty, they, them. Mad Marcus, he, him. What happened last time?
1: The party stormed Labyrinthos in the days before the Milchen Conflict, finding altered vessels of Anima for every ES save Junior's Asher, proof that Suo Uzuki was a piece of shit, as well as teenage Kevin, who were both involved in the creation of the Reallian weapons that are going to kill Shion's mother shortly. And to top it all off, Shion was just as much an experiment as her mama. In a less-than-rational state after hearing all this, and baited by radio chatter that her mother was to be meddled with further, Xion leapt from her ES mid-retreat to try and change history. The rest of the group had to retreat to the Elsa, as Xion's stealth sequence was aborted by the Red Testament, now revealing himself to her as Kevin Winnicott, and she was captured by guards.
0: I'm deeply bothered by this, because nothing we do here matters at all. Right? Like, nothing nothing in the last couple of episodes has mattered beyond it changes how the characters feel. Like, uh, we don't actually have to go save your mom. Right? We're in, like, an alternate timeline type thing.
2: Yeah, well, Jin knows. Jin knows how frustrating this is but like Xion is just totally you know mid break from reality in a lot of ways and so you know she's being impulsive and trying to save people but yeah you're right and like what would happen if we bring a like pocket universe past version of young Sheon or Xion's mom out into the real world who the no.
0: who the fuck knows but well, what I'm the saying, the one thing let them die, right? You could have we could have immediately left after all. Well, I mean,
3: episode. the thing is though, like they are also like these are not false constructs. These are real people just in a different reality. So it's like I, I, I've thought about this too, where it's like, why would you care these people aren't really real to you, but they are real? The thing is they actually are real. They just will not be real to you for much longer. <laughs> So, like, right. do you still treat them as people? If you care about them, leave. You already know they'll be fine. Leave. No, <laughs> <You> they won't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they, they all die. That's
0: not true. She's fine. Whatever.
2: Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, yes, this is fine. This is well, fine, yeah, Gian, but right may, here. But maybe Sheon wouldn't be fine because of the ways that we've already altered this little pocket timeline, though. And and, and the other thing is, like... Well, it's we not, have it. It's not... Okay, well, here's a weird thing. This is a we- Okay,
0: weird time thing. When Virgil asks us, when Testament Virgil asks us why we gave him the code, which implies that we had give, gone to the past and given him the code before.
2: Well, no, we no, know, know how he got it that before. Moment. We'll
0: get there. I forget. Okay.
2: Yeah. But. So oh, right, the, I mean the the one concrete thing that we did last episode was we did manage to get those vessels of anima. So it's not like we've done nothing in the last couple of episodes. It's just like the tail end where Shion's like, "I gotta go save my mom." Yeah, that... no, I'm saying last episode okay. is
0: what, after last episode, we could just leave mm-hmm. right now. Everything we do this episode doesn't have to happen.
2: Yeah, I'm glad it happens, but. I guess you're right.
0: But what happens is weird. Why are we gonna make your dad if you haven't played the side game or whatever, your dad is suddenly evil just so he can have a redemption arc? What's up with that?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was <laughs> gonna be a thing I was gonna talk about. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So let's let's start then. Let's because we're we we've only done the recap so far. So we resume on Shion in like the world's largest interrogation room it's also stark white which could be crazy making in some ways but like less so than a dark one you would imagine that, that implies to me that they have like magic vanta black
0: flashlights that they point at the people in the face instead because you can't like point the flashlight at their face right yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's
2: a nightmare of like pointing something at a fa- at your face that makes you like not just, see for a second just, I love a total that total
0: blindness flashlight that rocks
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, like, that's basically like sensory deprivation torture. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's
1: basically shit you already do as a JRPG protagonist. I inflict <laughs> blind on you with yeah. this flashlight. <laughs> that, uh-huh. You know,
0: that's already real when we do it at Guantanamo. Don't worry about it. I mean, yeah, that that yeah.
1: It oh, is if true. we blind you with a flashlight at Guantanamo, it's a whole different beast. Uh-huh.
2: Mm-hmm. For those folks who aren't playing along and are just using this podcast as, as a service, like an entire ES could fit into this space. It's, it's amazing. so big! It's yeah. so big. Mm-hmm. And
0: why is the table so nice? It's the nicest table I've seen all game. <laughs> look,
3: <laughs> it's really well designed. It's got a like very like futuristic like swoops to it. Like if only like, I hadn't been forcibly yeah. ejected from the dungeon
0: so I could get a better look at the interrogation room. <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
3: You can go back,
0: Chris. I'm not going to fuck that. I'm going to die one day. I already wasted a lot of extra time, which we'll get to later. (laughs) Yes, yes, he did. Let's be real.
1: This building did not have an actual interrogation room. This was clearly an area for some kind of experiment. That Mm -hmm. table was meant Mm -hmm. to have a person on it. This might be an operating theater. And Marculus just had to make do because suddenly they had
3: prisoners Oh, my God. Just imagine, though, if this room was more designed like uh, Abel's room at the cat testing ground. Oh, my God. Just to make it even darker.
0: I'm going to say this is always an interrogation room because key items are incapable of lying in JRPGs and it's called the interrogation room key. (laughs) (laughs) Mm,
2: Okay. Some guy just named that. That's uh, whatever. So, some She-on's guy just there. named anyway. everything. If we're going to say
3: that, but all of this is Look, bullshit. Why am I according to Shion? But based on Shion's personal experience, that is the interrogation rooms. Therefore, right. it is the interrogation room Are you going to deny
0: Shion's lived experience right now?
2: Yeah. Welcome to nihilism. That's what nihilism is. Nothing means anything. Let's go make some meaning. Fuck oh no. <laughs> so. Enough about the room, I guess, because Shion's inside and she's talking to herself. Nobody's in there with her. This could have been just like some, you know, voiced thought bubble shit. But no, she's talking. And she's like, wait, if Kevin was the Red Testament, but Kevin's dead, was was that an illusion? No, Virgil was there too. Are all the Testaments dead people? And then she's like, are they really our enemies? Kevin said he came back for me. And it's like, Shion, yeah, the testaments are absolutely really your enemies, I promise. <laughs> they tried to murder your buddies an hour ago. Yeah, why yeah. would that be a positive? Fuck off. Because she's still, I mean, she's still like so love imprinted. Wait, by she says her Kevin came back for Kevin. me. That's ominous. Yeah, I mean, it is, <laughs> it is, this is this is such classic abusive relationship shit that. It's, uh, it's weird that Shion's memory of Kevin is just good guy because there is absolutely no way that their relationship was positive and loving if young Kevin and Testament Kevin, that, that it would just have to be a totally different Kevin for like 20 years between yeah. baby Kevin and Testament Kevin. Yeah, I don't as,
0: believe it. As is, Kevin came back for me is the last line in a Resident Evil note.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, it definitely feels weird that, like, yeah, I, I'm still having trouble connecting the dots between the Kevin that, you know, young Shion knew and the Kevin that adult Shion knew. And we still don't know how A gets to B in a way that's believable. Okay. We already I... know
0: he's faked it. He's been faking it the no, whole
3: but time. No, but he's, like, okay. the thing is. Young, she had to be like, wow, this kid was mean and hates flowers and shit. And then later on, like, oh, you're such a beautiful soul. And it's like, wh- what? When did that happen? Okay. We still haven't left the
1: planet. We'll get some more. And B, I actually have a giant sidebar that I'm going to interject later that goes into a bit of this. We
3: have to move. Uh, yeah. You have yeah. to neck the
0: target yeah. for 30 years before they'll become your girlfriend. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I was doing wrong this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> shit. So- <laughs> My marriage is a lie. Premat, <laughs> hey you wanna
0: go out together and I don't have a negged you for several years? <laughs> <laughs> this BL manga sucks. <laughs> no. No,
1: I'm good. <laughs> Chris, your hands are so big. <laughs> Wow!
2: You're <laughs> 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 <I'm> not gonna lie. <laughs> <learn. Long.
0: laughs> I picked up a wireless controller just to make sure that wasn't true. know <laughs> <laughs> oh, why that bothered me so much? <laughs> <laughs> because you actually we know how have... he hands
3: is. Uh, do I? I thought you did. did...
2: I'm oh, looking oh, up now. Oh my god! Oh look! Oh yes. <laughs> Yes. Uh, oh my god. Simple. <laughs> so we have big. to move. Also <laughs> simple. Uh let's let's hang out on this Yahweh manga thing for a second. <laughs> if I see a softball teed up, I'm not not going to hit it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right. Uh so Shion's muttering continues as we cut to an observation room. Margulis and Pellegree are watching from above. And Pellegree is just like
3: this is the person that like stole the uh, vessels of anima. Like, this person's a nut. Like, we we find out that this muttering that she has been doing, she's been doing this the entire time during the interrogation and has not even acknowledged the other people in the room <laughs> mm. this entire time. Which, like, I would have loved to see that because like just everyone just looking at each other, and being like, "Is she okay? <laughs> 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 What's going on here?" Oh
1: Did a God. homeless person
3: follow in the thieves? Uh, Um, But, like, yeah, Margulis recognizes something in her, because she has those eyes, the eyes of the one who continues to defy us. I don't know what that's supposed to mean.
2: Margulis does the fucking... (laughs) He does the Vincent D'Onofrio in Law and Order Criminal Intent like body tilt to look at the suspect. It's fucking wild that little animation. <laughs> I love it. He uh-huh. just like bends over at the side and stares at her sideways for a second. Ugh. Also, mm-hmm.
1: Chris, I explain what he means later. Okay, yeah, great. yeah. yeah love it's it. uh, it's actually very obvious
3: because yes. what happens next? What happens next is he calls in her dad and Kevin to be brought in. To help the interrogation. And okay, look, I'm pretty dumb. I can't put things together in the reverse (laughs) order. I call it
0: out in the notes. We'll tell
3: you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because uh, he puts it together that, wow, this woman comes out of nowhere and makes contact with these two people. And then this heist just happens completely under our noses. And it's pretty clear that she knows more than we'd expect her to know.
2: Would it actually hurt her to just be like, I'm from the future? Like, I always like. (laughs) No! She's always like, I'm never gonna tell you anything. But if I were her, I would just be like, Yeah, I'm I'm from the future and no, you're all gonna die. I'm glad she does it
0: because then we repeatedly get the bit of people talking about Xi'an and her going, What? Oh yeah, hi.
3: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> it happens again this episode. Yeah. yeah, I know. I at the very least, I expected her in one of those scenes to be like, like, by the way, I'm your daughter. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. Xi'an, and he'd be like, Oh, yeah, that
1: explains a lot. (laughs) Look, time travel rules mean that the only people who are allowed to recognize their time-displaced children are people who are absolutely fucked in the head.
0: But it's not time travel! Time travel rules don't apply!
1: Momo's dad gets to recognize Momo and not say anything. Suo gets to do nothing because he's one of the worst fathers.
3: (laughs) I I would have killed, I would have killed for the djinns to meet each other. Oh my god! Episode. Wouldn't oh. that be fucking incredible? I didn't know or I wanted there. it until right now. We're still <laughs> in it, my dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm let's looking go. forward to it. <gasps> like, now, there's like, a yell I want to read. Two <laughs> gen
0: sword fighting. Yeah, let's go. Two gen <laughs> yeah. sword fighting Margulis. Let's do it.
3: Uh huh, uh huh. Uh-huh. You, you get like, what is it, four dragon strikes or whatever? <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh huh.
2: And then uh. they all kiss hmm mm-hmm.
3: Look. Of course. I could be into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, it, if it's gin. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, Margulis knows that, you know, if their plans are going to go well at all, they probably have to figure out what the hell's going on with this woman who apparently knows way too much.
0: Back at the closet lab, Kevin is preparing to activate the murder robots that uh, cannot recognize friend from foe. And Suo comes in and is like, uh, what are you going to do, fam? Who's going to murder everybody? <laughs> and Kevin's <laughs> like, well, you don't have to worry about that, because I'm also firing up the WMD, the song of yeah. Nephilim. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kevin just rips into him. And he's like, look, the Federation is here. The end justifies the means. I don't know why you're being a huge bitch about it, even though you went along with this for, like, years and years and years. And Suo continues to resist until Kevin goes, look, bro, you just, like, fucking juiceroed your wife to save your daughter. You know all about this. And uh, Suo just kind of, like, gives up a little bit. At this junction, a soldier comes in and he's like, oh, you're both here. And then they are summoned to the interrogation to watch.
2: So something that really upsets me is that this scene here is only for the audience's benefit because it's just Kevin and Suo. And so there's not any of like the main characters. So like they could have given us more than just you sacrificed your wife to save your daughter without telling us what that means yet. Mm -hmm. Well, they do give us Kevin being more villainous than we thought, right? Yeah, that's true. Where he, yes, where he's is like, you have to be willing to sacrifice all of Milsha or whatever. An but, acceptable loss. Right, an acceptable loss. But like, it bothers me that they're still being cryptic about Suo's motivations. Even later, he's like, I did this for my family. I sacrificed my family for my family. Okay, Walter White. <laughs> and I, I know they're going to give us more, but they absolutely didn't need to stretch it out like this. Look, I'm going to say is, Skylar is one of the most
3: unlikable people in all of television. It's fine. Mm. Look, I, I just don't understand why Kevin is this extreme. Like, oh, all we it, really though. know, right? Like, all we really know right now for teenage Kevin is that he doesn't have a family. He got like Jor Eld off of his home planet. And so he arrived wherever, you know, as an orphan. But now he's this crazy i don't know would you call it objectivist extremist like i don't really know yes. what to. okay yeah like you know that seems to be completely random as far as we know okay
1: before we get notes about this yes we know jor was marlon brando and or russell crow kal-el was the child right kal-el i don't know who I those was people trying. are
3: we've, we've, <laughs> we've made the reference before chris it's superman oh okay
0: <laughs> Sorry, I, people talk to me about stu- Superman and I turn into Superman. Can't handle it. Very boring. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <Fair> <laughs>
2: good. Enough. Fair good enough. Okay,
0: good. So,
1: all three men enter the room with Sheon. Margulis leads, saying he knows she's not a spy. She's terrible at hiding her emotions. She's got no training whatsoever. But, before he takes her anywhere for torture, which is on the table and definitely our next option, He's going to let the two nerds question her. So Suo leads with, how did you even know about vessels of Anima? And she just snaps back, I'm not answering a man who sacrificed his own wife. And he's like, what? I didn't sacrifice her. I had my reasons. And that's tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This whole exchange goes nowhere, but
2: Margulis is like, hmm. Mm Hmm. So Kevin is next in line for the interrogation. And he's like, yeah, how did you get mobile weapons platforms that can use the vessels? That tech's beyond even Vector or Utik. Again, Shion, not a spy, as she goes on about how she won't tell anything to Vector, Utik, or Ormus. And at this point, Margulis steps back with just an absolute, like, where the fuck did you hear the name Ormus? (laughs) I'm from the future, and all your guys say it when they explode into blood clouds. Uh Yeah. And once again, he's like, you remind me of someone who I do not like and like a constant thorn in my side. And it's like, yeah, OK, this is, of course, this is Jen. They're talking about Jen now. Like, oh, this is, are they? OK. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Look, 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 if I've never a bit when I don't understand the plot. OK, <laughs> all right. All I right. got to the end of Final Fantasy 13 too, and that shows the stab Caius option. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we know, uh, <laughs> we know, Chris. Uh, yeah, no, this is because we because we know that Marculus and Jin are anime rivals, and so of course he's gonna be like, "Huh, reminds me of somebody."
1: I know um, the eyes of that rival. Have yeah.
0: they? Oh, I guess they have been anime. Well, yeah, okay. He's already yeah. murdered
1: Jin's grandfather.
0: Oh, has he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, yeah. they studied together. I forgot together. about the murder part. I was like, I guess they're, like, training rivals, but this seems like a huge escalation. Yeah. But I forgot about the murder. Chris, they studied
1: right. the blade together. I know, it's so
3: good.
0: <laughs> I love them.
1: Kevin definitely studied the blockchain.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 I am totally, I was just thinking about this the other day, uh, that I'm going to make one of those, like, invest in crypto, doesn't invest in crypto things, but with the testaments. Yes. Especially because one of the <laughs> the, Voyager their, doesn't invest and doesn't know what it is. Well, no, no, no. Voyager does because there is an app called Voyager, which is a crypto platform <laughs> on iOS. <laughs> Imagine knowing more about crypto than I
0: do. Brain dead. Brain poison. Get off Twitter.
3: Uh, <laughs> it's because my friend uh, tried to uh, invite me to it. Oh, yeah, I got uh-huh.
0: bad
1: news, Chris. I probably also know more about that than you because I have to shoot this shit down at work.
0: Oh, buddy. Oof. I'll know about it one day when I have to stop playing playing my favorite MMO over it.
2: Yeah. Woof.
0: It'll happen. It'll happen.
2: They'll be the only ones that can do it anyway. Well, so this is here's here's what I think is going to happen is that Square is going to float NFTs in some of their like western owned properties first as a trial balloon and the other thing that i could see happening is that it touches every bit of square except final fantasy 14 because yoshi p has successfully fought back against some of the more predatory monetization practices that square has floated to him at least according to like producers notes that are coming from yoshi p where he's like yeah no i i'm not gonna let square do anything more predatory than charge 40 dollars for a mount which is still pretty fucking gross but you know whatever. Anyway, yeah, so Margulis is like, listen, we'll get the intel from you one way or another. And Kevin's like, don't worry, we're not going to kill you, but you will experience things worse than death. (laughs) So, guess what happens
3: next? We have a a rogue reality who shows up at the Elsa. It's Fibronia! Hell yeah. All right,
1: I want to just sidebar us for a minute. There's a thing I love about this series, and Fabronia is the perfect through line to discuss it. Shion is completely unable to read people in a social situation at all. Like, almost debilitatingly so. The series introduces this in one just showing up as, oh, that wacky shoujo protagonist, she can't tell her safe co-worker is in love with her gulp. But
0: Yeah, but look- it turns out she loves Aurelians because they're exactly as emotionally intelligent as she is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Arguably wow. more so. Look at Momo. Way she more arcs. So. Yeah, it's good well. Say. I was
0: talking about the I was talking about the combat reallians on the Wogloom. Oh, okay. Yeah,
3: okay, that's well, fair. Well,
1: that's fair. Yeah. But look at how this has caused her to view when we heard her description of being in the conflict in one, it was some bad things came and took my mom and dad from me, and Feb died. Meanwhile, we now know she was in a city under siege with soldiers in the street, her best friend, Fabronia helped hide a wounded enemy soldier in front of her, and she just took this whole thing as, I had an innocent time with my magical reality and caretaker, Fabronia in a church.
3: Hmm. I mean, r- r- repression is a hell of a drug. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, my family got murdered by tyrants. But here's the thing. We went through her flashbacks of
1: this whole sequence, and all it was was just, there were bad things in Mom's hospital. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she she described Feb as just a nice Reallian lady I know who died in the conflict. But UMN Feb was already giving her the save my sister Sheon quest. And Xenosaga Two revealed oh she was a little less flat than Sheon led on because she's like no I I meant mercy kill them everyone knew that but you Sheon how did you not come on
3: <laughs> like yeah and we're, like we see Cecily and Kath like and they're already torsos. By the time, like, this far back.
1: Now we see she was basically a one-woman resistance cell who was Utic property, and she decided that she was going to start fucking around with the course of events by saving an enemy soldier despite that and falling in love with the guy. She was a character with her own ideals and opinions, and it still lets us use this as a lens to go, wow. Shion, who was in the room for a mass of scenes with these two, just couldn't figure anything out. Yeah, Mm
2: -hmm. you're absolutely right. Shion has become, over the course of these three games, one of my favorite portrayals of a character in a JRPG. A a lot of... The reasons are, you know, the things that you touched on where it starts out as like a silly little trope is revealed and complicated over time to being like this much more complicated portrayal of, you know, trauma and compartmentalization, and also just, as as you said, this like total lack of understanding social cues and social situations, what's doubly interesting about that is that she's a person who cares deeply about injustice and, like, people causing harm to one another, often to the point where it blinds her to other things. And so for her not to be able to, like, fully realize who these people around her are is just fascinating.
3: Well, okay, so here's another thing that came up, and I don't know where this goes, because this is all new to me, but Suo mentions that her mother has some condition that Shion also has. Jin. I think Jin, Jin. Jin says that. Oh, Jin, okay. Jin says that. But is that part of the reason why Xian is this way? Like, is that contributing?
0: Yeah, it's called being an idiot, and it's terminal. <laughs>
3: so we're going to yep.
0: discuss that in 10 seconds. That
1: discussion happens right after this. But yeah, Jin's saying, yeah, she's having a lot of the same things that mom did before she went into that facility. Please note, both women are on the list for experiment candidates. Right. Yep, that's true. So yeah, something connects the two Uzuki women in a way that, well, we see at least with Shion, it's a connection to Udu was that genetic was that the same thing that happened
2: to awi right and then it's like okay well then maybe the you sacrificed your wife for your daughter line immediately starts kind of becoming clearer of oh right. you wanted to experiment on shion and uh suo was like uh have my wife instead please don't experiment on my daughter i i, I would have liked it if she said that
3: for herself. If Aoi said that, like, "Hey, why don't like I could take her place?"
2: Like, I would like for her to have some agency in this. Well, the way they're slow rolling this reveal over the course of like ten hours, yeah. uh, maybe she will. Yeah, I guess this is we'll the find most out. Fantastical. Please don't take the girl. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Veronia asks Momo to gather the crew because she has news and. In the men's quarters, Alan and Jin are having a chat. Uh, more specifically, Jin is brooding as he does, and Alan is going, Jin, why don't we do something? Why aren't we doing
2: something? I actually said out loud to no one in else in the apartment, Aw, Alan. Aw. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's this in the um the voice dialogue boxes, one of the faces of Jin makes it look like he has Cthulhu cultist eyes, and it's very off-putting. It's the one where his head is leaned back with his mouth open, and like it's supposed to be like eyebrow shadow, but way too bad. It like, looks like the video of Transition's <laughs> contact lenses. <Huh>. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are scary. Uh-huh. Oy. And Jin is right.
3: The reason Jin says so, is right.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Anyway, Alan crosses a line when he asks Jin, uh, do you not care about her or what? And Jin basically has to <laughs> lay it out and be like, Look, asshole, our raid has tightened security at Labyrinthos. If Xiang got captured, getting her out would not be as simple as just storming the building again. But if my sister is not captured, us showing up will not make her escape any easier. Either way,
2: rushing in is just going to get someone killed. So, Jin is like, listen, she's doing this to try to get back at me and her dad. Her convictions are weak. and. He's right about her tactical error, and he's right about the situation that she's put herself in, but i I think it's shitty. <laughs> I think this is yeah I think this is him being a shitty brother again to call her convictions weak like this. Okay, well, it's correct, but I think like his plan was always to gray
0: fox it himself anyway, right? Like he could be I think he's perfectly correct, and he just we get interrupted here. Right by Momo coming in because the Mm -hmm. next line was probably going to be what gets said with chaos anyway. So the interruption does make Jin come off as really shitty because Mm -hmm. we don't get the
3: comma, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it does make it sound like, well, you know, if only she were principled, (laughs) yeah, if only she had a principled reason for doing her thing, you know, this crazy thing.
0: (laughs) He does come off Mm -hmm. as get a job. I'm sorry. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I get it knowing the end point of all this
1: i can't say anything right now but he's he's looking at a bigger picture than we have as players yeah mm-hmm.
2: i i believe it that's been his whole deal you know from the jump but
1: yeah you know who is it's... trained as a spy and figures this shit out on the fly
0: jin uzuki with right. his sick infiltration suit oh, oh my god, god. yes mm-hmm. That he then takes off. Well, come on, yeah. <laughs> My man is just the gray fox. Yeah, yeah,
3: yep. <laughs> oh god, I'm just trying to think, like, uh, like who, who who does he want to hurt him more? Shion, for sure. Ah, yeah, but that gets weird. It's uh, it's already really weird. <laughs> yeah, they can't
1: have a conversation without one or the other of them going. Shit, we're so terrible at this.
3: Right, well, at least there's no, like, incest overtones. There's no incest in this series, right? R- r- right? Um, define incest.
1: <laughs> Why do I have to? <laughs> look, there's things I can't tell you yet, but depending on how you want to look at it.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> what the fuck oh, do you call boy. albedo and rubito? There's the Albedo, Ruby shit. Also, I am not Shion in love with Cosmos pilled yet. We haven't gotten to that part of the game where I can make a definitive decision whether or not yet. But also, Cosmos kind of is Shion's kid in some weird ways. So there's that too. that I don't like. I really don't like it. <laughs> not to mention the hate relationship that Cosmos and Telos have.
0: Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I guess they're
1: Literal technically siblings.
3: sisters. Yeah. Yeah,
0: same father. We're
3: mm. mm-hmm. just that pro mm-hmm.
0: ZD video right now. Oh,
3: they fucking oh like that. just... Well, the thing is, not the only people that that they be fucking is like Kevin and, um, and Gion so far. I'm just oh, oh, I they wish they have, weren't be fucking. That's the I'm one just thing. There's <laughs> tension between some of these relationships. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Momo busts in and. Momo runs into the room. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote that on purpose. (laughs) Uh she runs into the room, interrupts to think, hey, Feb's here. She has in trouble. Come on, let's get everyone together. Let's uh let's do this shit.
0: the bridge for Bronia catches the party up Sheon has been captured and margulis is going to torture her for intel and she knows this because there's someone helping her inside the tower and feb trusts this person completely oh hey i figured it out alan wants to <laughs> charge <laughs> alan wants to charge in but everyone cautions him that there's no easy way i just can't backwards link information Hmm. Until Jin says, hey, Junior, Chaos, remember what we were doing at the time? And they're like, oh, yeah, we did live through this. What's going to happen tomorrow? So we know exactly how to infiltrate the place while war is going on in the streets. Jin then tells Alan that he's coming along, too, and Alan doesn't take much prodding to agree. And he becomes a playable party member for this chapter that you remove right away because his abilities are bad.
3: Um, (laughs) I I love that this bit with like chaos and gin that like comes back a little later in a great yeah, way yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. very good
0: also if you talk to hammer hammer just says well if we're in the time travel isn't that a problem i'm just not yeah. gonna worry about it just speaking <laughs> for what the game designer thinks you should do
3: yeah, yeah just
2: the, think, don't think too hard the concept of a time travel heist where you use your future knowledge to do your heist is so fucking sick. It's so sick. And to set it during Milsha, which has been like the defining conflict for the entire trilogy, is so fucking sick. We've already seen it from like multiple angles, and so to do a heist, uh, I love it. I love all it. The cut,
0: all the cutscenes rock too.
3: Yeah. Do, do you want to it have been amazing though, if somehow in the last game when we were back in this flashback, like when uh, Chaos and Jin were here, that we found out what the lottery numbers were so that we could infer forward to this oh my game God. Oh that been so
2: good. Uh, d- basically, we are Biff Tannen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and there was an ice cream truck there, and yeah. I was really
3: disappointed. I didn't get to fuck with that ice cream truck. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's okay. The ice cream truck got fucked up. If you lock the guy in, he lives. Yeah.
2: <gasps> <gasps> wait, um, wait,
1: wait, wait. If you lock that guy in on the way to Labyrinthos mm-hmm. right now, he mm-hmm. lives and rewards you. Otherwise, he's yeah. a corpse.
3: That's, what?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. God. Oh, y'all. y'all. That's yeah, no, We're, <laughs> we're going to get there. We're going to get there because there's there's some other shit that is bleak that happens when you're running through the rubble. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that are some callbacks.
0: Yeah. Oh, that kid. Oh, that was so yeah. sad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, I was ready to be so mad after that cutscene where the song activates. And I'm like, I guess I got to listen to this for another three hours. <laughs> oh
1: my god! Yeah, thank no, god it doesn't do that. Yeah, there's a lot of little things you can't change history, but you can maybe save a couple of lives on the way. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. On the way to Labyrinthos, you could make eighty grand from having cheated at the lottery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, apparently, you should lock the ice cream man in his truck. And eventually, when you've stocked up at the shop, I guess you don't really need anything there because there's no equipment. You head off to Labyrinthos again. Maybe for the last time. Unsure. <laughs> um, we're we're going back into it at the end of this episode, Chris. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I yeah.
2: forgot. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's so funny because i I've been marveling at how economical this game is. Where, like, I know that there were you know massive budget cuts and constraints for space and all of this stuff. We've spent like 10 hours in past Milja at this point, and we've repeated areas, but up until this episode, it hasn't felt like it that bad, because each time we go back to the same place, we get to explore a new area of it. And there are some new areas that we're going through here, but this is where I really started to feel the repetition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what, I don't, actually, when you're in Labyrinthos, it doesn't bother me, and it's
0: a way more successful um, summer domain, right?
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, because yeah. it's a whole yes. section we
3: haven't been to. Yeah, and we're not yes. running the same ground.
2: Yeah, inside Labyrinthos is great, but getting there and kind of that interstitial travel—it's finally starting to wear on me. Yeah, well, I think there's and like you four. Know what? It's like four screens, four or five. I screens. bet when we get
0: back in there, it will be different again because the enemies will have changed because the rest of the tyrants will have escaped. Well, yeah. also but we're desert. going.
1: We're not going into Labyrinthos. We're going into the tower, but we're climbing it to the acute treatment neurosis facility. I see.
2: Right.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm just <laughs> thinking in my head, <laughs> there's always a Zohar. There's always a Labyrinthos. Ha! <laughs> That's terrible, and I hate that I got that. It's <laughs> <That's> true, though. <laughs> Wait, look, I was going to originally say Gynoid, and I thought better of it.
0: Yeah, there
1: isn't always Thank a gynoid. You. She's out for like large chunks of this. Oh, that reminds me. I know me.
0: Wait, zero out of zero found for gynoid in this document. She doesn't mm-hmm. do anything this episode. <laughs>
1: yep. Yeah. I'm not going to just shoehorn them in.
0: Christ! Oh I my think God. I- oh, excuse- <laughs> Fuck you! Are you for real <laughs> right now?
1: <laughs> yes, because unlike Kosmos, I'm a uh-uh. soul. Mm-mm.
3: Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh, we did it. We solved cyberpunk again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, they are just robots. Oh, Uh-oh. yeah. That,
0: that's what they do in
3: 13, It's so funny to yeah. me. <laughs> oh, yep. my God. I, I fucking... That that ending is so good. It's terrible, but it's so good. <sighs> mm-hmm.
1: So, Junior and Chaos look up to the sky while you're in transit, and masses of Federation cruisers begin dropping weapons and troops. The conflict is beginning. Outside town, we cut to past Jin, who sees this from next to his beck and goes, Aw, crap. I slept in too much to be stealthy. Guess I'll shove some toast in my mouth and meet up with the other troops. (laughs) For some reason, in front of Labyrinthos people have trampled on Baby Xion's flower garden. There is literally no reason for that. There's a lot of space out here, but it happened.
2: Yeah, the space is so wide!
1: Yes. (laughs) I don't know why this happened. And later on in this scene, we're going to see two dicks just standing in it saluting a third guy, and it's
0: like, there's concrete (laughs) right there! (laughs) I I love... That they sol- they walk up to each other, salute, and then will pause and walk off, but they don't animate their heads moving like they're talking, with the implication being that the military can, like, mental link-share information when they salute each other. Big into that headcanon. <laughs> Utic <laughs> would absolutely just install some
1: fucking killin' ape chips in the head of their troops for the hell of it. I'm oh, so excited
0: yeah. about how many have died! <laughs> uh, it's so... Oh. it's That shit. Oh, my God. Uh, uh.
1: In case this manages to stay in the podcast and for future generations, Elon Musk is running an ape murder factory right now at Neuralink.
2: It's so comically evil and people are still, he's still, the Simpsons meme is still true. He's killing monkeys and the Simpsons meme is still true. They're still leaping in front of bullets for him.
0: People, let's say, okay computers are bad computers are the root cause of everything that's wrong with our society outside of things that happened in like the reagan era don't mm-hmm. put computers in you they're bad get <laughs> yeah. away from computers D- oh didn't my you, god did you put yeah. an
3: rfid in your no! wrist chris or in, ha- in your hand i thought about it
0: bracelet i thought almost. about it but only because i was kept forgetting my bus card <laughs> and it had NFC tap capability. I th- almost got an RFID implant just to pay for the bus as an Orca card. Right? But I kept losing it.
2: Oh my god! You can't lose it. it has like a two hundred dollar fucking pass on it every month when you are going yeah, to college. That's no. amazing. That's amazing. I mean, you know, there is more Elon Musk Schadenfreude in the news because that solar storm wiped out so many SpaceX satellites. But also, it's like. That's a double-edged sword because now there's just like more atmospheric trash no they all deorbited and burned up oh that's way better you can actually see video of
1: a lot of them being pushed out of orbit and burning incredible okay (laughs) also this week involved finding out that uh there are uh, you know apartheid like conditions at his california factories and there's a lawsuit. fucking christ Yeah, yeah just
2: fucking yikes and that's when people are like yeah but he's a visionary and like you know, yeah, and his vision is the Fourth him. Reich. Yeah, yeah, come, like, yeah. He's uh, Kevin! <laughs> it's <the> no, two- <laughs> because Kevin
1: invented something.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, he invented uh, ways to kill monkeys?
1: I don't know if he invented that
2: so much as he pitched it. The two PayPal guys are the two, like, most comically evil billionaires we have. Because, <laughs> Peter Thiel. Huh. Mm-hmm. God. <laughs> he's at least evil in a cool way Like, let's be real
0: Putting other people's blood in your body To stay young is cool <laughs> Like <laughs> Not cool to do to another person But conceptually cool yeah,
1: as, as a okay. goth, I can't hate that
0: Like, he's cy- he's cyber Big yeah. Beth And that's cool to me
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Peter Keel <gasps> is a villain from a season of gargoyles. Yes. Man, I'm just admitting oh to God. loving problematic people
0: today. Yeah, you really have on the are. other
1: podcast too. <laughs> so, people have trampled on Baby Sheon's flower garden for no reason because I guess UTIC soldiers are just real assholes sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kid, mm-hmm. Ke- Kid Kevin walks up and tells her, see, this is proof the whole thing was useless, and she just pushes back. Nuh-uh, I'll just have to make it bigger next time so they don't miss it. And she runs off to get some seeds from Feb. Kevin picks up one of the remaining blooms and crushes it in his fist, just remarking, You can't lead people to the truth. Only someone with divine power can accomplish that.
3: Hmm
0: so, Becoming like, a testament just to prove to Sheon that flowers are stupid. Huge play. <laughs> <laughs> Huge power move. <laughs> Chris,
1: let's be real. If either of us got recruited by Wilhelm, it would be for just as petty a reason. <laughs>
0: It's true. Um, I told you that cops are bad and firefighters are good, as I, like, (laughs) cosmically own my child.
1: (laughs) (laughs) One of my co-workers asked me where I came up with the name Sybil this week, and I explained it was a five-layer dip of puns, and one of them is because, like the old prophets, you better believe I'll fucking tell you I told you so, and then I proceeded to lay into her about some stupid shit (gasps) she did with a customer. (laughs)
0: The first thing I would do is kill my new hire coworker who told me that Super Mario Bros. Not ironically, told me that Super Mario Bros. 2 used to be a game called Doki Doki Pan. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no! <laughs> you got Doki Doki facted in real life! Yes! Yes! Holy and you know shit. why? It's because my boss asked how podcast
0: recording went, and I was forced to admit it, and then he said, hey, since you like video games, did <gasps> oh you know? Oh my god! It wasn't no. even relevant!
3: It I wasn't even immediately relevant! I kill him with
0: my testament powers. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's incredible.
3: That's, That's so good. So, you know, you know, the funny thing is, like, that happens to you when you admit that you podcast at work. When I admitted <laughs> to podcast at work, I found out my co-worker is, like, a pro uh, CSGO player in India. That oh, right. Yeah,
2: That's that, that rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very so, different. <laughs> this is also incredibly funny because Kevin seems like he feels powerless because he's not persuasive enough to bring people over to his philosophy, and it's like, you know, have you tried being less of a dick about it, maybe? No, <laughs> have you tried you being clearly smarter haven't. and having a better opinion? Right, also that. But like, <laughs> it's, it's so it's so infuriating that is he's like, oh, I can't convince anyone of my philosophy. Time to become an evil god person. Is this what like, Lex Luther is? <laughs> kind uh, of. Like, just a
0: dumbass tech bro who's like, I need everyone to see it, and I need superpowers. Yeah.
1: Mm. Okay, I will be very quick about this. Lex Luthor is more short-sighted xenophobia, and there's actually a rebuttal of the character in
0: a few stories that's like, what if he could get over himself? Also, I looked up who is Lex Mm. Luthor in Microsoft (laughs) Bing. Turns out he's Um. a Superman guy also. Yeah. yeah, he's also. Yeah
3: yeah, 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 actually. Where did you so, think he was from? I don't know. <laughs> you just know this name and this yeah. character without any context. Vaguely what Vaguely what his
1: deal is. Chris just thought Lex Luger was actually a supervillain
0: and didn't know that was a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Lex Luger looking real rough. My well, man. Yeah, he's been a fucking wrestler for 40 years, dude. My man looks like a background character in. I cannot remember that name of that vampire show I watched about Maine. I hated it. I give up. Salem, Salem's Lot? No. It mm-hmm. was on Netflix. Oh, I got no fucking clue then. Yeah,
1: no. Asking yeah. me to yeah. name a Netflix original is like putting a gun to my head and going, recite Netflix. the name of God. Like, you said, you, said, <laughs>
3: you said Maine and yeah. vampire, so I had to go immediately to uh, Stephen King. Of course a preacher prophet It's about Catholicism
0: I forget mm. Whatever Well, also, also
2: like Salem's lot <laughs> You're talking about Midnight Mass Yes there we go Okay yeah Midnight Mass That's I'm he sorry looks like a background it.
0: character In Midnight Mass
2: it sucks yeah he does It was oh, so I, cool I,
0: until the oh, the. Oh, okay whatever Hate it yeah. hate it hate it <clears throat>
2: <laughs> I loved it
0: More anyway. like Midnight Ass
2: <laughs> There it is Okay. No, that's more like me. (laughs) 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 Sounds good to me. (laughs) Inside the tower, we cut to a command center, and uh, Sellers, Margulis, and Suo Uzuki are all taking in the situation. Fibronia went, quote, outside and cannot be evacuated with the rest of the subjects. Sellers, like, it doesn't matter. We have all the data we need anyway. Just, you know, let her go out and do that thing. The Federation is advancing at a much faster clip than anyone anticipated, and they have sent way more troops than expected too. but Margulis doesn't really mind, because per Sergius' orders, they're going to use a combination of Proto-Omega and the 27-series Osura murder Reallians to take out the advancing armada. Uh, Suo is absolutely horrified and says that the Reallians aren't ready, but Margulis tells him that they are Kevin's toy, and Kevin said it was good to go. Does Proto-Omega work? I don't remember hearing about this at all on Milsha. Uh, well, you'll find out. Right, because Milsha 1 doesn't explode into a like winged planet-sized mech. Right. But, yeah, I guess we'll see. You'll find out. Yeah. So, then Sellers also overrides Suo with, even if they kill our guys, this gives us some sweet, sweet combat data. Because uh-huh. someone has... Someone has to be thirsty for combat data. <laughs> it's a Xenosagia game.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then they're all like, and also, we're going to turn on the Song of Nephilim, so it's not like our men were going to come out of this unscathed anyway. But here's the thing. There's one little throwaway line. Maybe it, maybe it's not in you version. Maybe it's just in the end of That doesn't make sense, though. But where we find out that the Song of Nephilim wasn't complete yet. Oh, no, yeah. We That's find in that there, out. yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, Suo says it. And I w- I, and so there's just that one little thing. It's like, oh, is that why it, like, broke all the URTVs when it wasn't supposed to, but then also, like, broke those Reallians in that way? Who knows?
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's but just it's also-
2: another name for the lesser key of Solomon. That rocks. <laughs> <laughs> so... This scene is absolutely hilarious in hindsight if you think about what is going to happen to all three of these villains in the next 24 hours as two go yes, you are going to get ours and the other is going you guys! <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Just in case you've forgotten Chris, you know Sellers can't walk in the future, right? No. Yeah, is that he true? Gets, yeah.
2: He's wheelchair yeah. bound. He's He gets crushed by the like collapsing tower where Mizrahi does his Song of Nephilim speech. Which is this one. Right. And so and <laughs> I so, guess yeah, he's always like hanging out behind a table, so I never
0: noticed. That table is his
2: wheelchair. Yeah, that table is his hov- is his, it's a it's a space wheelchair, so it hovers and it's like I just thought he like, was really short and standing on the other side of a table. <laughs> We've uh, had multiple conversations on the podcast. Yes, yes, we have. Yeah, but oh, he's reason- a wheelchair ramp too. Yeah, that's why there's. Uh, oh, that was the episode you weren't on. Was the wheelchair ramp episode? Maybe. Oh but yeah. Then, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> just been missing this though. Oh yeah. my god, that's the worst ADA compliance ramp. Wheelchair ramp. It's yeah. so steep.
3: It
2: is so. Steep. <laughs> and there's no rails. And right. it's all right angle turns. Yeah. Also, the reason why he's named Sellers is that he's a callback to fucking Dr. Strangelove where mm-hmm. one of the characters that Peter Sellers plays is in a wheelchair and is also like a mustache twirling, scheming villain.
0: What is Nazi. Dr. Strangelove? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, fuck.
0: <sighs> but anyway, I accidentally typed Dr. Lover, which is different.
3: Ooh. Yeah, that, yeah. that would be very different. <laughs> Yo, this Especially seems cool. If,
0: yeah, it's
1: a good film. You would actually oh, yeah. love it. Fucking holds up too.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Is this mm-hmm,
1: not the mm-hmm. dumb comic book guy? No, no. It's it's a farce about the Cold War.
0: Yeah. Who's the dumb comic book guy? Doctor Strange. Oh,
3: okay, got it. Hmm. Anyway, so our crew rolls up back to the tower, and there are troops now outside roaming around. A couple of them are still in the flower bed, and if you run into them, you fight them. So we go back into Labyrinthos again. And if you recall, a little ways in, we ran into the uh, like Sector 13 door, which is, or like, it's an elevator, and that'll like take you to where Xion's mom is. And so we go back there. And if you need to grind, there are portions of this dungeon that have a lot of enemies. And Like, I don't know about you guys. I basically do a back attack of every single one of these. Like, Mm yeah, it's it's super easy to do. And even if you fuck it up, you can just escape and try again immediately. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, now that you're starting to get all party attacks, especially all party special attacks, it's Mm -hmm. a really good idea to try to sneak up on these people and wipe them out in a single blow and get like a lot of extra EXP and uh, skill points. You'd have to be
0: extremely over-leveled to have Gens here, by the way. Like, I'm over-leveled, and I didn't get it until
3: after Pellegree. Oh, you, but you should have Shion's by now. Shion has well, a... But you like, can't use Shion
0: here, buddy. Oh, yeah. I don't have oh, Shion's. Oh, that's right. Not, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You use Momo, though, and mo- get fucking, like, yeah. five finishing strikes, and it rocks.
2: Yeah, right? that's... Yeah, I, I had Momo's here, and I had... I had jin's second like i had his tier two special but i think that his his attack all is a tier three special
0: well he has like raging c is what we're ta- is the notes are referring to right right
3: yeah raging c is a is attack that's like level, of, that's uh, like level uh, 28 yeah.
0: or 29 i think 30 somewhere around there i did get it to after peellegree
3: yeah his his like full party attack is it's cool like it, really good it's so mm-hmm. cool if you oh, oh oh
0: it's it's the slow but then super fast draw love it
2: Yep. I also mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I think that this is, these enemies are all so fun to fight because it is a perfect balance of like, they're not going to fuck you up beyond repair, but also you can't just mash attack and destroy them. You have to engage with the way the battle system works, but yeah. in a way where it is still like breezy enough to be fun.
0: And then you leave here and get all the guys that will fuck you up beyond repair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> like the howitzers and the giant sword guys. Holy shit. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> uh-huh. Well, the thing that, that like would fuck me up a lot here would, would maybe not a lot, but like there's a lot of attacks that do a lot of break damage. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, unless I'm, like, being, like, trying to go very fast, like, usually one character gets broken every single fight.
2: Yeah, if you don't get a back attack, Momo gets fucking memed on. I, I definitely have, like, break limit plus 300 at least on all of my characters with accessories until I hit a boss where I need to, like, you know, maybe experiment with some, um, with some elements or something, but, so, like, I did not get broken by any of these folks. I got broken a lot,
3: <laughs> but like the funny thing is I, I don't know if this is tied to if it's tied to damage specifically because I noticed the mechanical enemies, a lot of them had the beam attacks or like even the flying guys and the little like the flying pods. Mm. Like their beam attacks did a lot of break damage. So what I did was I put like beam walls on everyone and I think that helped mitigate it somewhat.
0: Yeah, yeah. it mitigates yeah. all effects from beam attacks, not just the damage.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that was the only way that it, it ended up not being, like, super costly in terms of constantly healing or, like, having to throw a lot of uh, moons. Like, I I, I haven't cares? mentioned it yet. Just
0: let them die. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, no, no, no. You let them die, but then you have to, like, revive them.
0: Yeah, but you get all your EP back. It rocks.
3: No, it's good. No, yeah. This is the point where I went. I did the sicko thing of doing a G vaccine on pretty much everybody and yet somehow thankfully with like the lottery money it ended up not wiping me out while also allowing me to buy all the upgrades for everybody mm. they they broke the economy when they gave you 50,000 for
0: no reason yeah well, 80,000 <laughs> well no i'm talking about in the um sliding box puzzle you just randomly get 50,000 at that point it feels like it would be impossible for me to run out of money ever again
2: i don't remember getting 50,000 that's
0: i it was last hmm. time
2: we were here i I've run out of money a few, not like all the way, but I've come close to running out of money a few times, but maybe I just didn't. Well, that's because you have to buy healing items. Yeah, well. That don't only
0: cost 300 for a full revive and all your EP.
3: <laughs> huh. Yeah, like I was still using those, but like, yeah, I had to like sell off all of my other, like rejuvenators are so valuable. They're like, what, 3,500 or five grand, depending on the level. Like, oh, but I was using those. Yeah, but the thing is, if you could spend that money, get the, you know, the G vaccines and then spend 300 per one of those, you know, it doesn't take a lot. The reason
0: rejuvenators are worth so money is because the game's economy is balanced around EP, Mm -hmm. right? Rejuvenators are expensive because they save you 24 EP and a return on revert Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. healing. Yeah. But if you bypass all of that by getting a million free EP, none of that matters at all. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like an old SMT where ev- the entire economy is balanced around your EP, Right.
3: So anyway, we're running around this new area, and uh, about halfway through, you're treated to a cutscene intermission. Suo lets himself into Xi'an's
0: interrogation room, and she gets all mad again just looking at him. He goes, look, chill out a little bit, man. The Federation are coming. You're definitely going to get murdered. This is your chance to get out of here. And she's just like really sassy at him and he goes, I'm not going to get, look, I'm not getting out of this alive. I'm making everyone my enemy, but I would rather be the one killed than someone who's innocent. And then he asks if she would do him, she like continues to go on until he just cuts her off and says, please find my daughter mm-hmm. who should be in a church in the suburbs and make sure she gets out alive. He goes, why don't you do that yourself? <laughs> he goes, because my wife is in no condition to move and I'm to go protect her. And uh turns out Shion forgot about in that flashback in the first game. We saw both of her parents dead in that room and she agrees and Suo undoes her cuffs. Just, just unpack that. We know that she knows her dad died with her mom and she
1: has been calling him a piece of shit all this time because of it.
3: I mean, th- I mean, still. Well, <laughs> still true. it is
2: your
0: it, it is his fault that he had to die with her,
2: though. Uh, yeah. It, well, so this this particular redemption arc really contrasts with the other redemption arc that's going to be at the end of this episode, where because Shion's dad was such a non-factor, except for like a couple of vague, you know, bitter references to her dead parents in the first two games, and then all of a sudden he's here in the third game and he's an active player, but he's also inscrutable. And so it's like, oh, he's evil. Oh, but he loves his family. Oh, but he's still doing evil things. Oh, but he doesn't want to. And it happens so fast. And he's not a character, really. Except- yeah, he's
0: been here for four hours. Yeah. You can't do this. Yeah, exactly. No.
2: It's And so, and so y- yes, this is another example of Shion just like straight up not getting it absolutely, but also it's an example of the game not communicating, like, Shion's dad stuff very well uh, at all. I
3: mean, like, I think what they would have needed to do I mean, obviously, this is where we say oh, that's because there were supposed to be three more games, and they would have had the time to let this breathe, and whatnot. Yeah, this
0: whole thing, mm-hmm. it comes off as this would be a, this whole area would be a game. Yeah. Here's the back in the past game about Sheon. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And Jin.
3: But, like, they could have seeded it earlier, because, like, you start this game, the very first thing you do is break into Vector to find out information about her dad, and then we have this sort of breather period. We could have had some backstory fill in at that point, mm-hmm. to give this more content, It's context. in the database! Yeah. No, but even in the database, it doesn't really... It's still not well,
2: enough. I know, because they try not to spoil the future game is the problem. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: And so
2: you have I to mean, keep going back to the same database entry as it updates for more little, like... I've get, I have given up. Oh, I, yeah, to, I there's gave too up much. a while ago. I gave up
0: now. I've tried so hard mm-hmm. for so long.
2: There's there's just too much of it, and too much of it is, like, useless and irrelevant. And so the the few bits that are, like, good and enriching get buried. Yeah, there's a lot of chaff. Mostly it's the weapons
0: ones that are like really good for some reason. Yeah, that is uh, (laughs) speaking of I do have a (laughs) database entry of the week queued up.
2: Yeah. How Yoko Taro of them though to put a bunch of good stories in weapon databases.
1: (laughs) So as your party continues along, there is an optional area if you blow up a few crates uncovering a chest with the staff room key. Take this near the end of the dungeon, and you can find Suo's office with his PDA on the desk. There's a sharp selection of database files in here. We're not going to be discussing those today, because I found dumb shit.
0: (laughs) Oh, also, shout-outs to the area where there's all those rooms with guards patrolling behind them. Just Valhalla, if you love
3: blowing boxes Mm -hmm. up. Oh, yeah, and, like, the guy's asleep unless you do, like, the really big explosion one, and then he attacks you. Well, that's But all the that's the last one
0: but all the the, so there's like a bunch of invisible items yeah did that happen for anybody no no no, it didn't if you blow up a bunch of the boxes i didn't see if you blow them up too fast you don't see the item effect Uh, (laughs) because the game can't draw that effect so you have to
2: run around where the boxes were to pick up items i wonder if that's a real hardware versus emulated boosted hardware thing Hmm, probably that's that's interesting
0: it's kind yeah. of like how if you had like a back, fully backwards compatible PS3, Odin's Sphere didn't have slowdown.
2: It's probably a scenario like that where yeah. it can address more than the PS2 has. Yeah, yeah. It's also like these guys, their patrol, it's like it's like an old school metal gear game because they're just like I walking mm-hmm. back and forth. And so it's so yep. easy to back attack them. It's so much fun.
0: Yeah. Kill every motherfucker in here, yep. Rocks.
2: Just
3: yep, yep, yep. Uh th- the one annoying thing here is like They design it so that you go around this loop and then you come back to where that staff room is once you have the key and then there's a save point there and you're supposed to go hit that save point before taking the right, which is actually forward. But like what I did was I Uh saw that, the like I opened the door back and I saw the thing and I went, I'm going to save in a second. Let me first just finish exploring this area and then I'm sure it'll unlock the next thing. And it turns out that that takes you right into a cutscene, into a boss battle, and then straight out the <laughs> out the dungeon. So like, yeah. okay. I actually went back into the dungeon afterwards to go back, and all I found was this PDA, and I was not very happy. Matt, that's exactly what happened to me, except with a way harder boss. also
0: shouts out to how Litterian on the last encounter right before that door is when I got Twin Dragon 2,
2: which, very helpful. Cool. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that... The big flashing red console button was the thing that made me go, like, oh, I have to, I should go do this because it's also, it's called like the staff room. I knew it was going to be a little, it like enclosed area. So anyway, mm-hmm. it's, I, you know, I'm just, I'm built different, I guess.
3: No, I, I mean, I think the, the, what you really should have done, like, and I get it, is that like, the way the, the layout is, you open the door and, like, you just see straight through to the save point and you go, oh, yeah, that's where the staff room is. Let me go, you know, heal up, save, and then explore the last little bit. But the the way that, like, it looks like it's a die to go to the right and down the hall where yeah. it turns out that that is actually the plot. <laughs> and this is the first time
0: of several times in this episode where they forcibly move the player and it makes everything worse. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Like... You know, had I gotten that, I would have been perfectly happy to not be in the dungeon anymore. (laughs)
1: Eventually, like the one room or so away that all of my co-hosts ran into, you hit another cutscene <laughs> trigger. I was fighting Suo- to save the game. Yeah. Suo goes to open the door for Xian, but he finds they're both locked in. Pellegree comes over the intercom. Remember her? It turns out Utik has been aware he was leaking intel to the Federation the whole time he worked for them. They just figured, keep your enemies close. Before she can do more than make a threat to the pair, though, Jin and crew waltz in through the observation room door. Pellegris actually comments, Wow, Jin, you look like shit, which makes sense
2: because he's 14 years too old for this timeline. I was too dumb for in that. Uh-huh. In my notes, uh-huh. in, my, in my fucking notes, I said, wait, why isn't she freaking out that he looks older? And then immediately one line down, Oh, never mind, lol. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and uh, they, they have a dialogue where it becomes clear that at one point, These two were lovers, or at least interested in each other. I get it, Jen.
3: I also like a bob. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, it's that meme of, like, uh, like the water and, like, the pussy from an evil girl. (laughs) (laughs) Evil pussy 25 miles. (laughs) <laughs> except you know that like for Jin, it's the opposite
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> cool swords 25 miles <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no no it's just like your, your sword rival honorable wife <laughs> destined <to> battle <laughs> <laughs> uh, because uh, of course like i was just like oh man they're really piling all the tropes in here oh the the lost love on top of this
1: yeah Jin is just asking why the hell did you go back to the commander? And this djinn has had 14 years to think about why the mm-hmm. fuck when they split up, she went with the guy who killed his granddad. And he's taking that out on this younger Pelligree
2: who does not know any of this. Right. Is, mm-hmm. So, mm, riddle me this. Mm-hmm. Are... The reasons why Jin joined the Federation instead of Utic are they just as petty as the reasons why Shion went back for her parents or, or for her mom to, like, spite her dad? Because he's kind of doing it to, to spite his ex and his training buddy a little bit. You know, I I know that he has a bigger picture and all of that. But, you know, I'm just saying maybe Jin's a little petty, too.
0: Well, no. It's for Shion's real reason, which is revenge, right? Like Virgil. Later on, Virgil is correct. Shion mm-hmm. is motivated by revenge, and so is Jin. He wants revenge on Margulis, but it's bigger. Jin, though, yeah, is has has like strong ideals in that he understands that it's bigger than Margulis, and the thing he wants revenge on is the entirety of Utik.
3: Right. Wait. 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 Hold on. Hold on. Let's back up one second. Does Suo know that Margulis killed his father? Oh, buddy. No, No, absolutely not. I just realized that, like, Suo just is completely disconnected from that part of the plot. Yeah. Yet now he's here, so wouldn't he know? He absolutely does not. I feel like he would have laid a trap for the asshole
1: if he did. Yeah. 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 The Uzuki men are not known for being subtle about their emotions when they get confronted with this shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It could also...
3: (laughs) It could also be Aoi's father. We don't actually know which side of the family this grandfather is, but I, so, but like, I just, that's so weird to think about, like, this whole bit with Jin is related to this family member, and then Shion's bit with her, you know, older family member is, like, disconnected from it somehow.
1: Oh my god. Do you know what I just realized? No, tell me. What? Jin Uzuki is Tenshi Masaki. We got the the kind of fail-son dad. We've got the badass grandfather. We've got the mother who is out of the picture before he was really cognizant.
0: Holy shit. I've gotten Damn. as far as what is Tenchi Muyo.
3: Yeah, that's- <laughs> I, like, I, just, I
0: just Googled it myself. Yep,
3: Tenchi <laughs> Masaki like-
1: was the protagonist.
3: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I've, I've not watched any of that show or their spinoff series. Some of it is good.
1: I actually rebought Universe the other day. All right. Yeah. So, anyway, young Pellegree is just talking about Jin, your feelings are hollow. And so I return to Margulis's side where I belong. And if you look at this from the lens of the more mature Jin, just going, oh, fuck, I really was a dick back then. Just such an immature hotshot. This wounds him, but. Pellegrini takes that as ah, I've got him. Instead of oh, I hit an old man in the fields, and she just <laughs> draws her weapon, saying, "I'll spare you the pain, though."
3: Yeah. I-, I love how you're implying that like a mid to late thirties man is like an old man. <laughs> the older gin, yeah. Let's be real,
2: ri- he's is, doubled his old.
1: lifespan, basically. <laughs> Compared
3: to what she thinks. I, 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 right. I yeah, anime old is really a thing in it.
2: Yeah. hmm. So, you know, it is interesting because the things that she accuses him of, one of them is you don't actually care about other people. You just get them to care about you. And, I, that's not something that I've pegged Jin with at all so far, but no. we also never, we we don't meet young Jin, so it could be true.
3: I mean, the only relationship we really know Jin has of any depth is Margulis and Xion, right? So, Margulis is the rival thing, and Xi'an is mm-hmm. obviously complicated because that's family. You know, plus, plus the trauma on top of it. So, like... That's a family. Yeah, we don't have any context for... Yeah how their relationship dynamic was. We have a little bit of this, but it still feels like a really big leap to say that, right? Like, I mean, we have to just like believe that that, that was the intention the entire time. Right.
0: Right. Well, well, here's the thing, right? Like, like think about the bookstore argument, right? Like Jin is always very clumsy with Xian's feelings and he doesn't tell her anything because it would be inconvenient to him for her to be upset, but that still feels like
3: a huge leap. But also, he wants to like, you know, he wants to talk to people. Like, his whole yeah. motivation with the bookstore is like, I, you know, instead of being a doctor or whatever, was like, I could make talk to people and make them feel good. So that sounds like it. Maybe, maybe that's like he's trying to sort of make up or work against. Yeah. But he makes them come
0: talk to him instead of him being the doctor to care for them. Right. That's true. That's true.
3: It does kind of change the dynamic there.
0: I'm not saying I agree with what Pellegris says, but you can
3: definitely, if you're willing to stretch a little, read him that way. Yeah. I'm just trying to like fit the, fit those pieces together because I mean, yeah, maybe he decided to go become a doctor because he recognized that in himself and that he wanted to try to, you know, not be like this anymore. I don't know. I'm, I'm twisting things in circles here. I got a pitch for you at this point in time. When Pellegree
1: is most likely to have seen him is when he was under the tutelage of his grandfather and the Margulis thing, and that's when Margulis learns all the Uzuki school sword techniques, murders the master, tries to finish off Jinn, and goes back to Utik because he's a zealot. So at this point, we know Jin gets wrapped up in Helmer's shit, starts becoming an operative, And how much of the coldness, the you manipulate people, do we think is the fact that Jin starts keeping everyone at arm's length because he's going undercover, Mm -hmm. he's Mm, doing a bunch of shit.
0: Well, he also has to keep her at way arm's length because he already clearly knew that she was with Ormus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: So there's a lot to unpack there, but if you look at this, As a 20-something Pellegris who might not have that picture because Jin has not returned from combat and missions to where she's seen him, it's just like wow, you showed up and you look like shit. It's too Mm -hmm. bad. Your soul reflects your body now. You asshole. You (laughs) rube. You dick. And it's just a very petty tantrum Mm -hmm. from someone who doesn't have all sides of the picture. But she's like, Hey, you know who was good to be? You know who was great? Margulis, the guy who we've seen in the first game that will absolutely cozy up to a broken person to use them as a tool. Yeah. To be fair, right, he
0: yeah, does that's... give her a sick robot.
2: Okay, he gives her a sick robot, but also, <laughs> yeah, you're Sybil, you touched on, it's like, oh my god, it- it's such a double bummer now to see how Margulis treats Pellegrini in those first couple of games. Yeah, yeah. He's doing to her a lot of the same shit that the new patriarch is doing to him, where he's like totally loyal and like questioning why, you know, what, wh- why are you making me do all this shit? Anyway, yeah, it's ugh. ugh. Yeah, but I, I like to think that uh, Margulis
1: Cherenkov'd her in to get her closer.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I, I'm just thinking, like he's he's the Gendo to her Ritsuko. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. That's what it feels like. Except I, I assume that they're not, they're they're not banging. I don't know. Are you? But gonna... Yeah, they were.
1: Nothing ever says anything either way
3: about those two. So read it as you will. I I would say no. I would think Margulis is too religious. Right? Like, that's yeah, okay. his deal.
1: I'm gonna be real. That's how I read it, which is I don't think Margulis would, but I think Pelagri would. Oh, she
2: totally would. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm there, for sure. Okay.
1: However, it turns out that a 14 years younger Pelagri is not going to be a challenging boss, because she can't kick our ass with 14 years more training in the future. <laughs>
0: right. Her homies are more threatening than she is, because they do a lot of break damage.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and then if you don't if you don't know the one gimmick mechanic, she can hurt you for sure. What but, is her gimmick mechanic? You know, I don't know what it is. Magito we'll, resort. We'll get to it in a second. Okay. Yeah. I use the most degenerate strategy of all time. Cool. Chucking um, nobody. So <laughs> yeah, literally nobody. So the first thing to do is to rare steal Jin's clothes from her. The fact that she has these on her person, especially given their past, is not creepy in the slightest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not even a little.
0: Oh, no. um, <laughs> look, some people like to dress up.
3: <laughs> um, like oh, I- no, 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 no. What if Margulis makes her dress up as Jin? Oh, Ooh, whoa. Whatever they spar, <laughs> real rough. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. Wow.
0: That explains how she was trained wrong if she's constantly in his baggy, taller outfit. Oh my god.
3: It makes Amazing. Margulis
0: give 110%. <laughs> this
3: is the only <laughs> way Pellegrini could get Margulis to get any sexual attention in their relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Pellegrinis
0: just like, look me in the eyes and call me, Jin, Uzuki. <laughs> oh,
3: That man who I hate. <laughs>
2: She just has a little <laughs> shiver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are so many layers to how fucked up that would be. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yep. That's what makes it fun. <laughs> Zeno's like is very problematic. Yep.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Like, it would not be outside the realm of possibility.
2: <laughs> so, So after you've stolen these in-no-way problematic clothes... The second thing that you have to kind of deal with are Pelligree has two guards with her. It's good to take them out just to reduce the number of attacks coming our way, also because they do a lot of break damage, and so that can severely cut down on your own turn order, too. Oh, yeah. Um, they, They fuck up Momo in, like, two hits. Yeah. They have high HP for regular enemies, but pretty low HP for bosses, and she doesn't resummon any minions. Thank God. Yeah. an important thing to note is to keep folks topped up and also like keep the defender spell active i think and you know kind of have somebody be a dedicated healer because she does have some pretty potent thunder attacks that can single or all target the group and that's just in her first phase because around half health she does overtaker which means that her full arsenal is open for business and it will say Pellegree is preparing a special attack and that is when you immediately guard because she's about to do her special which is megiddo rosarium a giant physical and fire combo that charges her boost and smashes break on whoever it hits so someone is basically going to be Automatically uh, into put into break by this. That sounds like it would be a problem. Yeah. yeah. From here on, she uses a lot of uh, high break damage moves, which also convey status effects, and she will pull out Overtaker and megiddo Rosarium again if you don't kill her fast enough. But as long as you can keep everybody topped off on health and know when to switch out characters or cure break damage, you'll do fine she's got the one gimmick and the high break damage but she's very killable did anyone have interesting strategies not particularly
3: like i mean i feel like i definitely didn't go on the defensive a lot i did buff my party a whole bunch and like got her into break and just did a ton of damage to her i don't think i even saw megado rosarium yeah same
2: so, because she's human, choke works on her and it doesn't yeah. automatically put her yeah. into break, but it did like do almost a third of her break damage, which is nuts. So, for a boss, what if I told and you so, there was a better move
0: than choke?
2: Oh, can't wait. Cosmoses,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm about oh. to tell you about how K Pike is the most broken skill in the game so far.
2: Oh, see, I only have K Axe so far, but yeah, yeah so same. I just like K Pike is unblocker. blocker. Aha oh okay i love being able to break bosses and so the fact that this is a human boss means that like she shit works ziggy's shit works cosmos's shit works and so i just i just broke her which i haven't done for the last few bosses
0: yeah same What we what I did was I opened up with uh, we're just doing Twin Dragon two on the left hand guy Momo doing Inferno two which hurts both of these guys. You could I killed each of these mooks in one round each because they're weak to fire. So Cosmos cannon does like five hundred damage to them. That that attack is
3: so good. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah,
0: and then K Pike we just break Pellegris. Let me tell you about K Pike. Even in the next section of the game where you're going through the city, K Pike will instantly break a human enemy from zero. What? what? That's how much break damage it does. Holy so shit. I broke Pellegree like two times in this battle, and she never did anything after Overtaker. Incredible. And it was fine. My biggest problem was trying to find, I had to switch in people who I hadn't done any skill line with to do less damage to uh-huh. get the break gauge up so I could finish Strike Her before I accidentally <laughs> killed her. <laughs> i was doing too much damage this is like a five round boss for me no problem
3: i mean i definitely took more rounds of that but i also did the like let's bring in momo for a few uh arrows just so i get two boost
0: oh yeah and also she's weak to ice so momo's finishing strike does like 1500
3: 1600 damage yeah. it's wild mm-hmm. i think i finished her off with um shion's like the bash or no it might have been Cosmos's. I don't remember I was like this basic- is so cool Every time oh, Every the time Suck,
0: Sucker for the anime Pause as the cartridge Ejects Love it uh-huh.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah It's very very good so,
0: Very good And then there's also The pause until the Enemies explode Love mm-hmm. it Mark it out My kid loves it also
3: Yeah I, I just love that this Fight was It had some tension To it But it, I didn't feel Threatened because If Remember I forgot To save So mm-hmm. if I died I would have had to Run half the dungeon Again and that would have that been, would
0: have been preferable to how I died. Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> no, because yeah. those, you don't have anything as strong as those robots and howitzers in here. Okay, Everything in here you can fa- clean up that, in one round.
3: That's fair. That's fair. The battles take so long in the city. Yeah, they do. They do. Anyway, check after out K Pike. Yeah, yeah, after you you win this fight, uh, Pelagri just collapses. Uh, like she doesn't die, obviously. But uh, Suo and Shion are just kind of standing there in the interrogation room because, like, remember, this is like a one-way mirror kind of situation. They have no idea what's actually going on. They just know that the threats over the intercom have stopped. And uh, Shion's like, well, I guess my friends are here. <laughs> and she's right. <laughs> Suo leaves out of one entrance as the party comes out the other. That killed me because I'm like, what's going to happen when Jin walks in? <laughs> I feel like Suo would recognize his son. Yeah, mm-hmm. because he's an adult. He looks exactly this. He just looks older version of like the the one his he knows large now. Adult son. His yeah. larger adult son. <laughs> uh, <laughs> My big adult son. Uh, yeah, he would have been like Jin. What the f- what the fuck is going on? You don't look right. But nope, they just completely avoided that. So Shion is incredibly surprised that it turns out her father did care about her family. And Jin's like, yeah, I know. I was an adult. I remember this shit. You were a child. And uh, this is where the game then warps you outside of the dungeon. And it's now become nighttime.
0: It sucks. Hate it. Hate it. Every time they move the party, this episode is bad. I got fucked by it every time. Like here, not going to go through that whole dungeon for that PDA, even though I want to read the lore. That sucks to me.
2: And the other thing it does is it turns this overworld area that, or you know, it turns this non-dungeon, but like dangerous
0: because you can't save after the boss,
2: right? Which also means that you can't. It's like your your character's EP is down unless, so uh, you know, uh, unless you're an EP sicko who doesn't ever worry about that. Like it, I. Was gonna. I was worried that I was going to run out of EP packs for people because it was it 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 was such a resource constraint and I mean, the it, enemies are hard. Hey, I mean, yeah, y'all there's know there's no y'all good know,
0: fight to get your guys killed in in this one because like the Howitzers, you're not gonna fuck around with that, right? Because the last guy will get broken and murdered. There's not a good fight to free get your guys killed on in this area.
3: I mean, y- y'all know you could could have just turned around and gotten to the plate in the lobby, right? Yes. That's so far away. No, you're (laughs) You're right in front of the building. You're literally in front of the building. Yeah. Yeah. I I forgot about that. Yeah, I thought about that. I'm like, I'm not going
0: all the way back to the labyrinthos elevator for a save. Because that's the that's the last one I was aware of. I mean,
3: like, I I immediately turned around because I wanted to get that I ended up getting that PDA, but like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was definitely like a man, I just fought a boss. I just scraped by. I'm definitely a little low. I mean, granted, you know, with the with the uh the moons, it's not a big deal, but like I immediately turned around and went like, "Yeah, I'm going to save because I know there's a save point right behind me." <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Huh. Well, I didn't, I didn't do I that at that all. One. I did not. Uh, yeah, I also forgot about that one, which made it more tense and therefore probably oh, sure, 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 a little more sure. fun. But you know, it, it whoops. Yeah, I
3: guess the intention would be you just roll forward with your momentum, and it is kind of like a an endurance run.
0: It's incredible to me, Matt, that you got through this dungeon without remembering traps. What did you do with those
3: giant red robots, yeah. homie? Uh, I just fought them. That's they it. have so like,
0: much health and they do so much damage. I know. I, know people, I just I
3: built up a I built up a lot of boost and I used Jin's uh second level like lightning spell, which does a fuck ton of damage. Okay,
0: yo. Oh, it does instantly kill them from the back, it rocks. I know people who do trapless runs
1: of this game and that they will only use the ones you are given, or I think there's like a batch you find in some chests, and that's it. Mm-hmm. They will never buy them. They actually mm. strategized out their 10 over the course of the game.
0: Wow. That double red robot, I would use the one on for sure. Uh, yeah, those
1: are rough. It's definitely a playstyle I would never limit myself to, because it's just like, what if you cut off one of the most interesting systems in this game just for the sake of your 15th run of Xenosaga 3?
0: <laughs> it, yeah. yeah, it's really weird to me that boost is even an option. Why would you ever do that?
2: the only time i've ever used boost and i have used it a few times for this is if somebody's special move only takes two and i get the third like with an attack i will use that third and then boost to that person
0: i would never do that cuz every times you do it you lose you lose skill points a lot like and the amount you lose just only goes up right
2: well, yeah uh, yeah i'm not that kind of sicko
0: Yeah, Um, you know now that i think about it because like spending skill points is the most fun thing in video games i want all of them i love it i love to open that menu even though i don't have enough just to look at it
3: yeah just thinking back on it like we you know chris you've said multiple times that this game is like proto 13 and it's like yeah even the skill line is like the proto cristarium yeah Mm.
2: yeah i do want to shout out my man on the soundtrack going ham on the flute (laughs) <laughs> yeah. so there's like it's so funny because the ruined Milsha music is this like very dramatic kind of tragic song where you know there's like there's like a lot of like electronic lounge music in this in this and it happens game soundtrack the battles right yeah but then there's this one song that's like really like Haunting, but then there's a guy just fucking doing the noodliest jazz licks <laughs> over the top of it the whole time. It's so
0: good. Just yeah. talk about it, but the music in The Last Dungeon fucking rocks too. Yeah, man.
3: yeah, it is. I, it's good. The, and it's not on the soundtrack. Uh, that's rip it off YouTube, Matt. Come on. Oh, no, that's what i've been doing i literally every episode has been like let me check the soundtrack i have no idea when these tracks are playing or like i've definitely used a version of this track that's only slightly modified so let me just rip it off of youtube instead because somebody thank god somebody put the entirety of all of the music on youtube on a playlist and so i just go back to it and, and rip it well, let's
0: be real buying the soundtrack at this point because none of the good music is on any of the xeno challenge tracks is just like to minimize a legal liability
3: <laughs> I mean, sure. Why not? As I just admit to, like ripping YouTube videos. <laughs>
0: Big Damco gonna come for us. <laughs> oh yeah, because all of
3: us we're are definitely
0: Navi. buying all
1: the soundtracks. Mm-hmm. For th- this is Bandai Namco. This is the only Bandai Namco. I buy all the soundtracks.
2: <laughs> yeah, the the first two
1: were just, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I did for Monster? I found a SoundCloud that had rips of everything from Whoa. the actual OST
0: that's years out of print. <laughs> that's awesome. We, ha- we have spent $120 on Final Fantasy fourteen music.
3: Great. Nice. You know what's funny? Um, so, like, oh, I can't remember their name right now, but, like, God bless whoever it was that did the, like, no voiceover Let's Play of Xenosaga 2 because I ended up using a lot of voice clips that I ripped off of that. That was great. But nobody has done that for Xenosaga 3, so I keep, like, going to the... I haven't seen it. Can you send it to me? I would love that. Yeah, there's
1: there's one that I use when I need to check cutscenes.
3: Okay, please send me that, because I keep, like, accidentally clicking on, like, all dragons, and it fucking sucks, because he's not funny. And also, he starts every single video. It's like, hey, guys! Like, that exact (laughs) cadence. Every single video. And so, like, I'm just clicking through, trying to find the specific spot where I'm like, where's this, what music was playing in this scene? And then I just hear, Hey guys, like 10 fucking times in a row.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, don't look at the titles on those videos ahead of where you have to, but yeah, this guy does it. Now full... I
0: want to, why would you say that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> this guy does a full commentary list thing that I use whenever I need to check cutscenes
3: or check dialogue. Okay, good. Please. Like, I, it's been killing me on this game that I haven't been able to do that. Thankfully, I was able to, like, rip, a f- like, the couple of times I've done it, I was able to get clean takes. I'm yep. going to
0: pin this in LST for you, Matt. Yeah. His video quality is dog shit.
3: Oh, but I don't care. I just need the audio. Yeah, yeah you're fine then. <laughs> or, no, I, it's not true. I actually do use the video because that's how I make my memes. <laughs> well, get ready for some blur. Ooh, fun. Hi, all. This episode ran a little long, so we are going to be cutting it in half. You can check out our other shows on the network, such as Boku No Stop. There is a free version where Chris, Sybil, and I are finally wrapping up our year-long coverage of Monster. And there is a premium version for backers where Chris, John, and I are talking about Jujutsu Kaisen. You can check out Sybil's other projects at hellscaper.com. Listen to Ryan's music on Bandcamp with their band, Ken and with their friend Nick, and their solo work at soundcloud.com slash catastrophizer. Also, you can listen to Chris and Ryan's Final Fantasy XIV podcast, Icons and Icons, which is also a backers-only show. It is like this one, but for Final Fantasy XIV. See you next time, where we will play until the battle at the church. See ya.